Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and call us, 208-991-4783. And uh, become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio detectives today's episode is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners i especially want to thank david who sent along a donation and we'll be sending him access to our premium site which we do with all donations of ten dollars or more now it's time for today's episode of let george do it this one is called three times and out personal notice dangers my stock and trade if the job's too tough for you to handle you've got a job for me george valentine Write full details. Standard Oil Company of California invites you to Let George Do It. Before we begin tonight's adventure of George Valentine, here's a reminder that you can enjoy extra ease and convenience in motoring when you carry a Chevron National Credit Card. It provides an accurate, permanent record of your automotive purchases and is honored by leading oil companies and their dealers throughout the United States and in Canada, too. Here in the West, a Chevron National Credit Card is your key to finer products and better service at any standard station or independent Chevron gas station where they say and mean we take better care of your car. Three times and out, another adventure of George Valentine. Dear Mr. Valentine, we all have to die sooner or later. I'm quite aware of that. But when it happens to me, I prefer to have it come through what we call natural causes, and not as someone else has planned it. In this connection, I believe that you can be of some help to me. If you're available, please call at my office at the Sellers Bank building as soon as possible. Signed, Warren Sage. Somebody has already tried to take your life, Mr. Sage? I do, Miss Brooks. Up to now, there have been two attempts. Uh-huh. Well, suppose you tell us about them. The first was a couple of weeks ago. I went to the garage in the morning to get my car. When I stepped in the starter, there was a terrific explosion. Oh, what caused it? I later discovered a bomb had been planted near the motor to go off when I started the car. You weren't injured? Fortunately, no. Although the front of the car was completely demolished. At first, I didn't think that bomb was meant for me. Oh, no, why not? Well, I seldom drive my own car. My man Frederick usually brings me down here to the office. I believe it must have been set for him. Oh. 
How did you happen to be driving that particular morning, Mr. Sage? Frederick wasn't feeling well and asked if I would mind, and I didn't, of course. Oh, well, just offhand, I'd say that doesn't look very well for your man. Well, <laughs> I think we can eliminate Frederick. He's quite reliable. Been with me for several years. You said there was a second time? Yes, and that was quite a different matter. That happened only two days ago. See, uh, every night before I go to bed, I have a glass of warm milk. Yeah? And night before last, I rang for Mrs. Hastings, the housekeeper, and she brought it to me. Just as I was about to drink the milk, I detected a strange odor about it. What uh, sort of an odor, Mr. Sage? Oh, uh, the standard thing they talk about in the mystery stories. Uh, sort of a uh, burnt almond. Oh, yeah, I know what that would be. Well, what did you do? I questioned Mrs. Hastings. She smelled it, too. I saved the milk along with the rest of the quart it came from, and next morning sent them to Dr. Vance. Dr. Vance? Uh, my physician. He analyzed them for me. The poison was there, all right, in both of them. Very deadly type. Well, what did the housekeeper have to say when you told her, if you did? Well, of course I did. She couldn't be of any help. She thought the milk must have been tampered with before it was brought to the house. Hmm. Well, Mr. Sage, to use a hagneed expression, it seems to me that both times it was an inside job. Well, I've told you about Frederick, and the same goes for Mrs. Hastings. She also has been with me for a long time. Anyone else in your household? Uh, only my wife. I think you can eliminate her, too, Mr. Valentine. Yeah. So, you want me to try and find out who's doing these things, huh? Yes, I... That's uh, right. Oh, what? George, Mr. Sage is ill. Yeah. Oh, what is it, Mr. Sage? What's the trouble? My heart. What? Has oxygen mask. Quick. Oxygen mask. Yeah. Oh, there it is, George. On the corner of the desk. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Here. Turn on the tank there. The yeah. valve on top. Yeah, I see it. Just a second. Hurry, George. Here we are. Getting in. More. Turn more. Yeah, okay. He's beginning to look better, George. Yeah, can't he? Ooh, there's my Is it all right now, Mr. Sage? All right. Ah. Why did you know they took oxygen for a heart condition? For certain types, yes. I don't know much about it. How long did you have to take it? I don't know. All right, Mr. Valentine. That's enough. Come on, turning it off, please. Okay. Are you, are you sure that's enough? Ah, uh, plenty. Oh, you're certainly lucky to have that tank of oxygen right here in your office, Mr. Sage. I have one. Every place that I spend any time, Miss Brooks. Here, in my study at home, upstairs, my bedroom. I even carry a small tank in my car. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was at first. It looked like a big roll of brown paper. Do they always come wrapped up like that? I never had the paper taken off. The tank itself... Looks rather ugly. These, uh, these attacks happen quite often? Fairly so. Well, no matter, it's over now. Now then, how do you feel about taking my case, Valentine? Well, I'll, I'll be glad to do what I can. I'll start by talking to Frederick and Mrs. Hastings and your wife. Sorry to keep you waiting, Mr. Valentine. I didn't expect to see you so soon. No, well, I, I guess we are a little early. Uh, this is Miss Brooks, Mrs. Sage. How do you do? How do you do, Miss Brooks? I'm glad you've come, Mr. Valentine. Mm-hmm. I'd better close the door. Of course. I explained to you on the phone why we were here, Mrs. Sage. Yes. I've been very worried about Warren since these 
these things have been happening. It's good he got you. Well, we thought perhaps you could tell us a little more than your husband did. He was busy when we saw him. Well, how much as I'd like to, I'm afraid I can't add much. You know about the explosion and the milk. Yes, I wanted particularly to ask you about the two servants, Mrs. Hastings and Frederick. Oh, you, you think they may have had something to do with it? No, not necessarily, just a possibility. What do you think? Well, about Frederick. Yes? Well, since you're investigating, you'll find out sooner or later. Frederick is here for a reason. What reason, Mr. Say? Well, he got some trouble with Warren's company several years ago, was sent to jail. My husband had him paroled in his custody, providing he'd stay here and work for him. Oh, uh-huh. well, that's interesting. Have you ever seen him doing anything suspicious, out of line? No, I haven't. And uh, the housekeeper? Well, I, I know very little about her, Mr. Valentine. You see, she was Warren's housekeeper before we were married. Oh? I don't think she likes me, although she's never said so. Maybe a little uh, jealousy, huh? Perhaps. But she does her job, takes my orders. Michael, well, Mrs. Sage, do you think either of these people would have any motive for trying to kill your husband? I, I don't want to think so. Murder's a pretty drastic sort of way to gain an end, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Well, thank you, Mrs. Sage. I want to talk to you again later. George, where are you going? Well, sorry to surprise you that way. Here, let me help you up. You would be uh, Frederick. Yes. Yes, I, I, I was just... Leaning on the door so you'd be ready to talk to us, of course. Frederick, you were listening. No, it's no matter. We're not keeping any secrets. Oh, Mrs. Page, would you leave us alone with Frederick for a few minutes? Yes, of course. I'll be in the solarium when you want me again. Thank you. Now, sit down, Frederick. I'd rather stand, sir. Very well. What I've got to say won't take long. What do you know about these attempts on Mr. Sage's life? Uh, Nothing, sir. I know nothing. Well, that bomb in the car didn't look good for you, did it? Well, naturally not, but I... Especially since you'd asked Mr. Sage to drive his own car that morning. That was just a coincidence. That's all I know. Yeah, almost a tragic coincidence. It's uh, it's true, isn't it, that you're on parole to Mr. Sage? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But that wouldn't make me want to kill him, if that's what you're getting at. He's, he's protecting me, really. Frederick, being so close to him, haven't you any idea who might have done these things? Huh? Maybe I have. Well, come on, give it to us, then. Well, I, I don't know anything, you understand, but did you happen to know that Mr. Sage is changing his will? No, no, I didn't. In what way? Well, he'd left quite a lot of money to Mrs. Hastings. That will was made before he was married. He decided to give her some money now in cash and cut her out of the will. How did you know about this, Frederick? Well, I heard him telling Mrs. Hastings. She didn't seem the least bit happy about it. Well, now, just a minute, Frederick. Supposing that would be a motive for her to kill him before he made the change. It still doesn't seem reasonable that a woman would rig up a bomb in a car, does it? Well, I don't know. Maybe she has an accomplice. Yeah, maybe. Well, thanks for the information. Uh, By the way, uh, do you know where Mrs. Hastings is now? She'd be in the kitchen preparing dinner, I guess. Good. We'll just go in and chat with her for a minute and then be on our way. Mrs. Hastings? What? I'm uh, George Valentine. I didn't want to take you away from your work, but I'd like to ask you some questions. Something smells good. Thank you. Mrs. Hastings, who do you think is trying to kill your employer? My employer? I don't know. How do you explain the poison milk? It was in your keeping. You warmed it and took it to Mr. Sage. You think I did it? Oh, we don't think anything yet, Mrs. Hastings, but 
That incident didn't help you any, did it? I suppose not, but I didn't do it. Mr. Sage has done too much for me. I wouldn't kill him. Mm-hmm. Have you any idea who might want to? I don't like to say. Oh, well, now, if you think so much of him, it might be wise to tell us what you know. I don't know anything. Have you met Dr. Vance? Mr. Sage's physician? No, not yet. But what's he got to do with it? Dr. Vance is considerably younger than Mr. Sage, and quite handsome. What does that prove, Mrs. Hastings? Well, he's about the age of the lady of the house. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. You mean Mrs. Sage and Dr. Vance are... uh... Very friendly, Mr. Valentine. You might call it an attachment. Mr. Sage doesn't know it, of course, but they're together a great deal. Hmm. Well, that's a new angle, certainly. All right, thanks, Mrs. Hastings. We'll see you later. George, where are we going now? Get a little dinner ourselves. Then go back to the office and make up a report for the day's work. George? Mm, yeah, Angel? It's getting late. Can't we put away the report for tonight and close up the office? Mm-hmm, sure, just a second. Oh, this time of night... Hello, George Valentine. Valentine Warren Sage. Yes, Mr. Sage. It's happened again. What? Where are you? In my study at home. Happened just a minute ago. And this one was a little closer. I'm sitting here with the lights off. You'd better come out. Return to tonight's adventure of George Valentine in just one moment. How many times have you heard someone say, you know, all gasolines are the same? Well, contrary to popular belief, there are differences in gasolines. For instance, any gasoline can be refined to stress one performance feature at the expense of others. But Chevron Supreme gasoline is designed to give you not one, not two, but all eight high-performance qualities in correct balance. And that balance is important, too, for it's the proper proportion of all eight qualities that makes Chevron Supreme gasoline perform best in your car. Check the important qualities that you get in every gallon of Chevron Supreme. Quick starting, fast warm-up, vapor lock prevention, anti-knock. Smooth acceleration, full power, economy mileage, and area blending. So stop in soon and fill her up with all eight high-performance qualities. Get Chevron Supreme gasoline at standard stations or independent Chevron gas stations, where they say and mean we take better care of your car. Back to tonight's adventure of George Valentine. You've been called before by people who feel that their lives are in danger. But this time you're dealing with facts, definite attempts on the life of your client, Warren Sage. And now another. You haven't the least inkling of what has happened this time or how as you speed to the Sage home in the suburbs. But if your name is George Valentine, you're ready for anything as you and Brooksy enter the house and open the door of the darkened study. Mr. Sage. Is that you, Valentine? Yeah, that's right. 
Where are you? Over here by the desk. Come on in. You'll be able to see a little by the moonlight. Okay, Brooksy, come on. All right, George. I'm not sure you should have brought Miss Brooks with you this time, Valentine. I tried not to. She insisted. What happened, Mr. Sage? Something new and different. They tried to bomb me, poison me. This time they took a much more direct method. They tried to shoot me. Then you must know who... No, I'm afraid not, Miss Brooks. See, I was sitting here at my desk going over some papers. Suddenly I heard a shot, and almost at the same time there was a shattering of glass. And the desk light went off. It came from outside, then? That's right. You'll notice in the moonlight the glass in that French door is broken. So is the bulb in the desk lamp. Yeah. You didn't turn on the light again after that, huh, Mr. Sage? Oh, no. I thought that was the better part of valor. Good, good. It's entirely possible your assailant will stick around to see if he's done a good job. George, you mean he might still be out there? That's possible. All right, now stay here, both of you. I'll be back in a minute. Tell me where you're going. Outside to look around. Meantime, don't make any noise in here. Keep your voices down. I'll go with you, Valentine. I know the ground. Nothing of the kind, Mr. Sage. I like to keep my clients alive. No, it sounded like... Don't worry, like... don't worry. Sorry. Just oh. the rest of the glass and that pane fell out when I closed the door. Oh, darling, I thought it you was... You can turn on the lights again now, Mr. Sage. Do you think it's safe? Quite safe now. I found the gun that was fired at you. You did? Where? Out there on the lawn, thrown beside a bush, a drop by mistake. Wasn't hard to see in the moonlight. Pretty little pearl-handled revolver. You, you found that out there? Yeah, that's right. Dainty little twenty-two. Ever see this gun before, Mr. Sage? Yes, 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 I have. Know who it belongs to? Belongs to my wife. George. I thought it looked like a lady's model. Where is your wife now, Mr. Sage? Well, she, uh, she's out. She said she was tired of sitting at home alone while I was working. She was going to a movie. Mm -hmm. And where are Frederick and Mrs. Hastings? Uh, well, Frederick has the night off. He goes to visit some relatives in the valley. In her room upstairs. She heard the shot and came down here a few minutes later to see what had happened. I told her I had sent for you, and I had her go back to her quarters. Well, that accounts for everybody, I guess. Except one person we'd better see tomorrow morning. Tonight, lock yourself in your room. Don't take any chances. Dr. Vance, you know, of course, about the three attempts that have been made on Mr. Sage's life. Why, yes, of course. He told me about them. Uh, three attempts, you say? That's right. But, well, I only know of two. There was the bomb that was planted in his car and the milk. But uh, you mentioned a third. Yeah, that happened last night. Pretty close to being successful, too. Did you ever see this before, Doctor? Why, it, uh... It looks like... Well, I, I don't like, know. Like uh, Mrs. Sage's gun, you were going to say? Well, Mrs. Sage, um, sh she had a gun like that, yes, but I can't this say... This gun was fired at Warren Sage last night. Just didn't happen to be aimed properly. Good Lord, you don't think... Where were you last night, Dr. Vance? I? Why, I, I was making some calls. In the evening? But certainly, I had some, uh, some special cases to see. Oh, yeah, of course. One more thing. Yes? Well, in all three cases, suppose they were all meant to be quite obvious attempts. Not to kill Mr. Sage, but to uh, give him a terrific fright. Well? Well, with his heart condition, could such a fright cause death? Uh, yeah, it's possible, yes. If the uh, fright were great enough. Uh-huh. 
Well, thanks for the appointment. Oh, I'll just take that gun along with me. Goodbye, Doctor. So, what have you got, George? Four suspects, period. Yeah, I know, Brooksy. Any one of them could be guilty. Or any two. Well, I hope you get somewhere before they try it again. Oh, by the way, you have an appointment with Dr. Jennings this afternoon. Dr. Jennings, a dentist? Yes, I made it for you. He said you're overdue for your six-month checkup. Oh, you better cancel it. I can't leave this thing now. You'll have to pay for the appointment anyway. It's less than 24 hours. I could call you there. I'll get a book, Hello? Hello. Mr. Valentine? Yes. Mr. Valentine, this is Elsie Sage. Oh, yes. I, I knew you'd want me to call you. My husband is... is dead. Dead? <laughs> How did it happen, Mrs. Sage? It was a heart attack. He was alone. Heart attack, huh? Okay, I'll be right out there. I'm afraid, Mr. Valentine, your services won't be needed anymore. I'll see that your fee is taken care of. Well, I'm not so much interested in that right now, Mrs. Sage. Uh, where did it happen? In there, in his study. He, he didn't go to the office this morning. Stayed home to work on some papers. He was alone, you said, on the phone. Yes, I... I went in to tell him I was going out and found him there, on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, may we go in? If you want to. The doctor's still there. Dr. Vance? Yes. Oh, Elliot. Mr. Valentine is here. What's that, Elsie? What did you... Valentine, what do you want? Not much. That's the way you found him, huh? Yes. You see, he's still clutching the oxygen mask. Yes, sir. Apparently he didn't get to it in time, that's all. Um, if it's any of your business. Oh, I suppose it isn't now, Doctor. He hadn't turned on the oxygen, Mrs. Sage, oh, huh? Oh, yes. It was on when I came in. I, I tried his pulse, and there was no heartbeat at all. I turned off the oxygen after I called it. Dr. Vance. He was definitely dead then, you're sure? Of course she's sure. I examined him. Death due to lack of oxygen. And uh, now, if you've seen enough Valentine. Mm. Oh, yes, yes, we'll be going. Sorry, Mrs. Sage. Thank you. Come on, Brooksy. We'll find our way out all right, don't bother. That's one way to lose a client, George. Yeah. It's too bad. I'm glad you're not on the case any longer. Somebody might have tried to kill you. I doubt it, Angel. If I had a few days more, I think I could have got somewhere. Well, you didn't. You're off the case. And you'll have plenty of time to get to your dentist's appointment. Yeah, okay. But I'd still like to know who was trying to kill my client. I said, why? I'm not hard to get along with. Oh, no, not that. Just no cavities so far. But the lower's all clean. Can't even find one. All my patients are like you. Pardon me, I didn't get you. <laughs> How'd you expect it with your fist in my mouth? <laughs> I just said you'll probably drill a couple of cavities if you can't find some. Oh, no, no, no. That's not a kind thing to say. <laughs> All right, well, turn your head that way, will you? Just to the left a little. Yeah, that's good. We'll get these over here. 
Afraid I'm not going to find any up here either. Of course, I might be lucky, oh, but sir, I don't think... Sir. Take it easy, take it easy. This won't last very long. Oh, sir, all right, all right. All right. Oh, well, if you want to talk all the time, I can't look, get my Look, look, wait a minute. What? Those two tanks you've got over there in the corner. Yeah? What about them? They're standing there every time you come in the office. Sure, sure, I know, but uh, what are they for? <laughs> Pat, the upper put you to sleep. Take your choice. <laughs> now, let's get back to work. No, no, wait, wait, wait a minute. The one on the left, what's in it? All right. You want a short course in medical science? It's oxygen. You feel faint, your heart slows down, I give you oxygen, you feel better. Right. Now we... I mean, the, the tank on the right. What's in it? Nitrous oxide. Well, what's it for? Well, you have a tooth that has to come out. You don't want it to hurt. I give you nitrous oxide, you go to sleep. Then when you wake up, the tooth is gone. Simple as that, huh? Wouldn't be good to take for a heart attack. Huh? Oh, I should say not. Hey, quick, All come right. on, get this bib off, Doc. Let me out of here. No, 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 are you crazy? What's the idea? Let me out, I said. I think I just solved the murder. Yeah, but, but, but I haven't cleaned your uppers. I know, that'll wait. This won't. Thanks for helping me, Doc. I helped you how? Tell you when I come back. So long. Hello, Jackson Hospital Service. Well, I'm calling for Mr. Warren Sage. I'm his accountant, and I just wanted to check on his last order. Well, you got it right there. Good. Yeah, yeah. Well, what did the order consist of? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, uh, and who phoned in the order? Oh, yes. Yes, that's fine. Well, thank you. Goodbye. Hey, Brooksy. Yes, George? Are they all in the living room? All of them. Not very happy, though. What's it all about? Drag along. You'll see. Come on. Well, thank you all for coming. Oh, Valentine, what's the meaning of this? Sage, Frederick, Mrs. Hastings, and you, Dr. Vance. Yes, you're all here. Oh, don't you think you've interfered enough, Mr. Valentine? My husband is dead. Yes, I know, Mrs. Sage. I'll try to make this as brief as possible. You see, I got you all together here to tell you something that uh, one of you already knows. Mr. Sage didn't die a natural death. Didn't die a natural death? No, Mrs. Hastings. He was murdered. Murdered? What do you mean? We all saw I know, Frederick. He'd been alone. Was dead when you discovered him, Mrs. Sage. But regardless of all that, he was murdered. I think you'd better make yourself clear, Valentine. This is no time for false accusations. Of course, Dr. Vance. I wouldn't have got you all together here if I'd known which one of you was the murderer. Which one of us? Yeah, yeah. I had to keep you all here until I got what I wanted. I have it. Well, Mr. Valentine? <laughs> Not very well for you, Frederick. People go to chairs and gas chambers for what you've done. But, why, you stupid meddling fool? You've got nothing on me. I'm not going to stay here. Oh, yes, you are, Frederick. Stop right where you are, because i got a gun on you. Never get me. There are still bullets in this gun, Buster. Even after the one that was fired last night. You, uh, recognize this gun, Mrs. Sage? Yes, it's mine. It was stolen some time ago. Yeah, that's right. By Frederick. He thought it would be a good way to plant a murder on you. But George, how do you know? That Mr. Sage was murdered? Because when he had a heart attack this morning, he didn't take oxygen. He took an anesthetic, nitrous oxide. Enough of it to kill anyone with a bad heart. Frederick here ordered it and set up the tank in his study. I should have guessed. Ever since Warren refused to release Frederick from his parole. Brooksy, call Lieutenant Johnson, will you? We'll hold Frederick until he gets here. All right, but are you sure, George? How did you know what was in that tank? Found out from my dentist, Angel. Tell you about it later. Now go on. Call Johnson and we'll get out of here.
Perhaps you've noticed how many automobile manufacturers are now recommending a heavy-duty motor oil for top protection under all driving conditions. To keep modern automobile engines running better, our scientists subjected hundreds of motor oils to grueling laboratory and road tests. Even atomic energy was used in this search. Treated piston rings in test cars helped to unlock new secrets of motor wear as it occurred. The result was heavy-duty RPM, which exceeds all manufacturers' requirements for a heavy-duty motor oil. RPM actually doubles engine life, the time between major overhauls due to lubrication. So, buy what's best for your car. Get heavy-duty RPM motor oil at independent Chevron gas stations or standard stations where they say, and mean, we take better care of your car. Yeah, Angel. You think Frederick tried to kill Mr. Sage all three of the other times, too? Sure. Johnson got a complete confession out of him. Oh. But you still haven't told me how you knew that tank had nitrous oxide in it. Easy. Happened to see the two tanks in Doc Jennings' office. Noticed that an oxygen tank has green on it and nitrous oxide blue. So I just had a hunch. But why didn't anybody else notice that? Well, don't you remember Sage told us he always left his tanks wrapped in the paper they came in? Never took it off? I ripped it down to find out. Mm-hmm. Well, how about Mrs. Sage and Dr. Vance, George? Were they really in love? No, no. Just a figment of Mrs. Hastings' imagination. I wish somebody around here would have a figment of the imagination. Like, for instance. Like, uh, for instance, I imagine I'd better get back to Doc Jennings' office and have him finish cleaning my teeth. Sure. See you later, Angel. This adventure of George Valentine has been brought to you by Standard Oil Company of California on behalf of independent Chevron gas stations and standard stations throughout the West. Robert Bailey is starred as George with Virginia Gregg as Brooksy. Let George Do It was written by Lloyd London and directed by Kenneth Webb. Larry Dobkin was heard as Sage. Lee Patrick as Mrs. Sage. Tony Barrett as Frederick. Don Randolph as Dr. Vance. And Florence Ravenel as Mrs. Hastings. The music was composed and presented by Abby Dunstetter. Your announcer, John Heaston. Listen again next week, same time, same station, to Let George Do It. Let George Do It is heard overseas through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System. The voice of that doctor reminded me a lot of uh, Edward Plants, of course, who did the Chief from Get Smart. And uh, I actually went and double-checked to make sure Edward Platt didn't have a name change. As far as I can find, he didn't. All right, well, that will actually do it for today.
If you do have a comment, send it to me, Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. I also encourage you to rate the show over on iTunes. Uh, we've got 162 ratings on the main feed, but uh, we appreciate uh, all of those uh, positive responses. You don't have to write a review. You can just leave a rating without a uh, review. It's truly appreciated. And we'll see you back here tomorrow with Sherlock Holmes, and then join us back here next week for another episode of Let George Do It. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.